Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The 2023 draft, the Arizona Coyotes select. Who knows? Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show. Brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah. This is a plot twist. I'm Leah here with Craig, and Petey is calling yeah, in no. from home. It's a bit of a unique setup for us. Except PD didn't go to the game. He just stayed. No, and, you know. I just didn't want to be house projects or something. I just didn't want to hang out with Craig. I, I, it's starting to be a pattern. Like if he, if I'm there, then he's not there. It's like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Maybe we're the same person. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Fair enough. No, um, well, we're not. We're no, not. They're not. I've seen you guys in the room together. Um, Coyotes have points in four straight games. They're only 13 points behind the Ottawa Senators now. Like at this point, I'm paying more attention to the yep. teams in Ottawa's way than the teams in the Coyotes' way because I've given up. I've given up all hope. I'm done. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Neither do I. Like, I, don't I don't know, know what, what you do. I don't know I, what I'm to say sh- anymore. I don't know what, what else can anymore. they do. What do you mean? What else can well, they do? They can climb to. I think they could finish as high as with the ninth worst record. What if they pass Ottawa? And Ottawa has the worst. Or the better pick. That'd be crazy. <sighs> yep. No, but all right. All positive I, here, right? All positive. It is, but I don't know what you want them to do, Craig. Like they, they gave up. Lose. They didn't get a shot on goal in the third period against the defending Stanley Cup champions, playing their backup goalie on the road with a back-to-back command. What the hell else are they supposed to do? I, I mean, they have five road runners in the lineup. They have one defenseman that anybody's heard of, and that's Nemeth. And Brown, I guess Brown, there's two. So what the, I, literally, what else are they supposed to do? Lose. I, but how? Like, that's it. They <laughs> did it. When, when you, when you, the when you check the important. boxes of how to lose. Lose is important. They checked all the boxes. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, just, yeah, fascinating one. I think we should just get right into the numbers because they are interesting. Um, obviously (laughs) we just mentioned it. The coyotes were outshot 18 to nothing in the third period. Um, the coyotes had zero shots on goal in the third period. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that at least ties a franchise low. I mean, zero, you can't really go any lower than that. Uh, I know they're not the only team to do it this season. Tampa Bay just happened to them, but you know, 
44 shots, 44 to 20. Poor Ingi. Um, he was great tonight, by the way. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, 44 to 20. Coyotes 0 for 1 on the power play. Their PK led in one power play goal from Colorado. Just a, But just a weird one um, as far as shots, especially when you look at the other night. The Coyotes actually outshot their opponent. So right back to where we all mm-hmm. are comfortable with. However, you would have hoped that maybe more of the Avs shots would have gone in. Or at least on net. And that was part of the problem with Colorado yeah. tonight. Oh they couldn't hit gosh. the net. They had point blank chances and missed the net. It's almost like the entire NHL is in on this conspiracy. I know. There, there has to be something bigger. We might need to do a join Espo's Tinfoil Hat Club on we this might. one. We might. <laughs> I think it's just, a league-wide conspiracy. There were moments in this game, though, where the Coyotes look good. And you look at – go right to the first shift when they get two shots on net in the first shift, and one of those could have gone in, and now it's one nothing, one minute in. I don't know what it is about this Arizona team that teams aren't ready to play. I, just, I don't understand it. I, like, at some point, you look at the standings and go, oh, shit, this team wins some games. We better be ready. They're actually kind of quick, and they're fast, and they don't give up. Let's be ready. And another team's not ready to play this Coyote team. I, I will say by the third period, they cranked it up, and that was clearly the Colorado avalanche that we expected throughout this game. And they were the much better team through the second half. But the first half of this game, Coyotes were in it. They skated well. They attacked the net well. Their good players were good players. I, I, I just, I, At some point, you have to start to wonder when are teams going to realize that there's a hockey team in Arizona and they're not that bad. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I like the suggestions in the chat. A root said, "Pull the goalie in overtime," um, and then Brian in regulation, said, "Regulation, you mean?" Oh, yeah, that too. And Brian said, "Stop sharpening the goalie skates. Um, we don't want to hurt them, Brian. That would help. But it could help. Um, but yeah, the the Coyotes. And granted, I think their first period the the first period was the Coyotes' best period tonight, um, and it was kind of all downhill from there. Unfortunately, Colorado didn't necessarily do the best job of capitalizing on the Coyotes." not playing as well in the second and third period, but let's try and be a little bit positive um, and talk about the good things that happened. And we'll start with Jack McBain, who scored his third goal in his last four games, his 11th of the season. Um, Again, from Michelle and Krause, pretty much same vibes as the other day. Michelle passed to Krause, Krause shot on goal, McBain rebound in the second line is making a name for themselves we've been pumping up keller schmaltz hayton all season long and all of a sudden this mcbain michelli kraus line is just firing at all cylinders um kraus's 15th assist of the season it's a career high for Lawson kraus and yeah after uh, getting his career high in a a point yes which i forgot to mention the other night which i felt bad so congrats on that Lawson. and he's currently also on a five game point streak so that line it's just clicking something about that line is clicking jack mcbain is such a bill armstrong type player too and then matthias michelli 30 assists leads all rookies in the nhl despite missing a chunk of the season he keeps this up he's i'm gonna be really pushing hard for him to be a finalist in the calder conversation and it honestly isn't hard this year after the top guy because it is an underwhelming rookie class if matias keeps this up and finishes like second in points and leads all rookies in assists he's right up there in points per game too you got to put him in this conversation he's been unbelievable and he's playing again he's playing for the coyotes yeah and, and if you would have said at the beginning of the season the coyotes second line is kraus michelli and McBain, and they're going to overtime against the Colorado Avalanche, I would say you're out of your freaking mind. On a four-game like point streak. 
Like McBain, at that point, we were hoping he'd make the team on the fourth line. And that's just being honest where we thought in preseason. Bugstead leaves, and and McBain may be playing better than Bugstead. And, and yes, I did say that out loud. He's, wow. McBain's been, he's been great. His ability to get to the net and play tough minutes, because he does play tough below the goal line, he's tough in the corners, and he still gets to the net like this. I tell you what, this kid's been incredibly impressive this season and he's one of the bright spots along with Michelli who can find people through sticks and the passes he makes without looking are absolutely elite so wait to see when he's on a line with Bedard next year how well he's ah, going to feed him the puck there it is there it is wishful thinking man <laughs> yeah can't can't think They're about two percent odds yeah but Michelli I mean he's putting more space on that assist leader list for rookies. Um, and yeah, I'm with Craig. If he continues at this rate, he at least should be in the Calder conversation at no the very question. least. Yeah, he deserves it. So he's I, not. He's not even in the conversation right now when I talk to people nationally, which we need, is crazy to me. Here's what we need to do. We need to start the Michelli for Calder campaign. Matthias McCalder. Matthias McCalder, as Charles put it in the chat. Um, we need to start it. We'll, we'll start it on this show. We'll start it on Twitter. And I think... Social media is a powerful tool. If we just start getting this out there and putting it in people's heads, maybe they'll think, why? And maybe they'll, you know, it's like a, what's it called? Like when you think it in your head and then you're like bias, recency bias. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. I, listen, I haven't been in school long enough to know the names of those terms. Um, but it, it does bring up an interesting conversation because we're just going to stick on Michelli for a second here. Matisse Michelli is an RFA after this season. What do you do? I'm curious what this looks like. Do you try and lock him up? Is he one of these players where you try and do the, you know, I should, probably shouldn't mention his name, but John Chaika. When he tried to lock up some players before people thought that they had emerged, like a Clayton Keller, for instance, to more of a bargain contract, or a Jacob Chikrin, who is no longer here. Do you try and get one of those deals where you lock him up? This is becoming more of a thing, not just in the NHL, but in professional <clears throat> sports, where there's no bridge deal anymore. You come right out of your ELC, and you get a longer-term contract. What GMs are thinking is you lock this guy up for your banking on the future, rather than paying someone for their past, which has happened in the NHL for many years. You're looking at what this guy might become, and you're trying to get a bargain deal and lock him up for a long period of time. I wonder if that's where they might go with Matias Michelli. You know, you look at a guy that's 22 years old, and when we talked about John Chaika making these deals, and we've said it on this show before, that with Clayton Keller signed that deal, you go, oh my God, why? That deal is now untradeable, horrible contract. Well, maybe it turned out just fine. And same with Schmaltz and Chikrin. We, we all said the same thing, and here they are now that those contracts, the only one that we looked at and shook our head and maybe didn't pan out was OEL. But you look at Matias Michelli, he's 22 years old. His ability to make plays and, and passes through people is is literally elite. Like, he's he's exceptional in this league to be able to make that play. We're talking about guys like Panarin and Kane that can make those kind of passes. He's that good at making passes through sticks. If they can, Knowing they've got the money available, they've got the cap space, and they can—they're already yeah, drafting guys into infinity into 2030. They're drafting. Sign the kid, lock him up, get him here long term. If they can, if they can get the right money that's that's acceptable to the team, he's making 850 thousand this year, and he does sign not him. even have arbitration rights. So. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd get him signed. I, and I'd sign him for a long-term, long time because this is what the rebuild is like. And you want Matias Michelli at 22 years old in a Kachina jersey when they get through the rebuild. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. And especially at his age, he actually can add value in on the timeline. Uh, it's 30 not- assists in 48 games for a 22-year-old. And would he Great. play, if there is a World Cup of Hockey, is he playing for Team Italy? <laughs> Michelli. <No>. Matthias <laughs> Michelli. The no. most Italian sounding Finn. The most Italian know. Finn in history. <laughs> in history. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of just, I guess, record setting, if you will, Clayton Keller um, had the Coyotes' other goal tonight. Um, amazing pass from Barrett Hayton for that one. It's his 27th goal of the season. So sniffing 30, it's, it's, it's within striking distance. And more importantly, Clayton Keller now has a career high in points with 66 points. That's 66 points in 66 games, Mm -hmm. officially exactly a point per game player. And more importantly and crazily, 25 points in his last 16 games. Clayton Keller. Yep. I'm going to write a story on him soon, and it will be how Clayton Keller single-handedly ruined the tank. <laughs> you just you just spoiled the lead. And by the way, a couple of things about Keller. For we talked about it on the last show. He is he is second in the NHL in points since the All Star break behind Connor McDavid. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this in one of the commercials coming out of commercial on Valley's. Did you see the Clayton Keller bobblehead? Yeah, yes. that was awesome. The whole segment. That with whole fish. segment was hilarious. Was yeah, in Ruiz in the Ruigi sweatshirt, fire. <laughs> so who's going to the game? I'm going to the game tomorrow, and I better. I of tell you, what, you are. You're wait, who's bobble- in town? Right, Minnesota's here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Coyotes PR better better save a, a bobblehead. We will put the Ruigi Clayton Keller bobblehead on the table tomorrow's show. Yeah, no 100%. 100%. Yep. So, but did you just yawn? No. <laughs> I thought you were just yawning. I know I'm boring. I get that a lot at home, but I usually don't get it at work. Just what else, what else were you going to say about Keller, Petey? No, but I was talking about his points and his ability to find the net. And, and, and you should see that the difference that I've seen with Keller this year versus previous this year is his his energy, his attentiveness, like he is, he wants the puck. He physically engages players to get the puck and he's locked in. Like he's dialed into this game right mm-hmm. now. He's a guy that you could get him off his game before. Like you could, if it was physical or it was tough, Clayton Keller might disappear. And, and I, and I have to tell you that this year he has been a completely different player. His ability to get into a game, play 200 feet and work to get the puck. And he wants to score that goal not only does he score the goal, he makes the breakout pass. He makes the breakout pass from below the hash marks, but yet he scores the goal on the dot on the other side. And you heard Tyson Nash going, who made that breakout pass? Was that Valimaki? No, it was Keller. Keller broke it out to himself. Like, it was phenomenal. So I, 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 he is impressing me right now with his ability to play on both ends of the ice and, and the effort and desire he's putting in on the ice. He, he's, uh, he's taking his game to another level. On pace for just the second 80-plus point season in Coyotes franchise history. That's the That's insane. He's drafting. And he's doing it with, let's be honest, I, Bear, I love what Barrett Hayton's been doing, but... He's not Jeremy Roenick. Like, yeah, no offense to Barrett Hayton. He's not Jeremy Roenick. Yeah. And that's where Keith Kachuk's playing with when he's getting those kind of points. Or Craig Janney, another guy who's known for his pr- prolific passing ability. Yes. It, it, it's absolutely insane. And when you say that, Craig, too, some of those teams... We're getting, you know, 90 points in a regular season. We, I mean, not goals, but points. The teams were good, and they were scoring more. 
Yeah. This team, we're still talking about being a basement team, and he's still going to um, be the, the second highest franchise points since they went to Arizona. It's incredible. And to it think is. that this team could have the best home record since 2012 <laughs> on a team that's trying to lose. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure be that, one. that next week. <laughs> and to answer Ethan's question, what's the most? It's 86 for Kachuk. Yes. Uh, that was the number. So yep. that's only, what. Only player. Yep. Only player in Coyotes history to do. That'll that. be tough for Keller. That'll be tough. That's 20 points in 16 games. That's, that's a stretch. A 25 points in his past 16 games. Give me well, a couple hat go. tricks, though. He does there it again. Go. He's in. LFG. Listen, at this point, like standings aside, we'll just cheer for the yeah the crazy for that and for Michelli and yeah for the the little things that we can root for. Yeah, Schmaltz is a goal away from 100 in his career. Keller's one assist shy of 200. So there's a couple things that we're watching um, as we go forward. But Clayton Keller, we've given him his flowers, and now we should crown him because he is tonight's DraftKings King of the Game, of course, with his career high in points. The Coyotes' goal in this game, like I said, his 27th of the season. And at this point, with his point-per-game pace and the number of points he's had in the past however many games, at this point, you can just guarantee a bet. Clayton Keller, over half a point. Just it's easy money on DraftKings. Um, it has just, been lately, yeah. Yeah, just take it take it all day long on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And honestly, McBain's been hot too. So ride that wave. You can get some really great value in an anytime scorer for NHL games just because it's not like it's a little more rare. So it's crazier odds, but you can really win yourself some cash in that way on DraftKings. So if you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure you use the code PHNX. And new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Normally, this is when I toss it to Sean for a DraftKings pick of the week. Sean is still in Vegas uh, helping out at the Pac-12 tournament for our awesome coverage we've had there all week. So, Petey, I did give you the heads up. I didn't put you on the spot. You did. So I'm going to ask you for your DraftKings pick of the week. Well, in honor of Sean, I'm going to keep it in the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas with the Wildcats getting ready to face the Bruins here. I, I'd probably be in bed, so I'll miss the end. <laughs> but this game, the odds have been changing all day long. Right now, um, the Arizona Wildcats are a one-point underdog. So I'm taking them money line to win at minus 105. The Wildcats to win minus 105 money line versus the UCLA Bruins in the Pac-12 title game. Bear down. That's what I like And to that's hear. your DraftKings pick of the week. Love it. You you don't seem to agree. Well, I don't. I, I I mean, I like UCLA in the game, but just all right. Well, know. we'll see yeah, what guess, happens. Guess who Leah didn't ask? You. Yeah. So no. Literally, because yeah, we, we have a we have a tradition when we do picks of the week. We have a tradition of it being a, a homerish pick. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. To keep in that vein. <laughs> that's so. honestly true. Oh man. <laughs> well, Craig, I'm excited because we're just six days away from your St. Patrick's Day party. What? Um, oh, are you having a party? Yet? Have you heard? Not me. Um, but nope. I know not everyone got the invite, so. Not the best place, even though that's what this says here. The second best place, besides Craig's party, to spend St. Patrick's Day is at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Hang out. Enjoy a damn good time. I can't think of anywhere better besides Craig's house 
to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But we could always stop there on the way to Craig's house. Just well, saying. you know what will happen. What if we have to go there for work? Did what you? if Saul says we have to go? What if Saul says we have to attend this? Then Sorry, we'll Craig. pick up Four Peaks and bring it to Craig's. That's there will be Four Peaks time. at my house. I just- yeah, like, sorry, Craig. It's my baby's bedtime at 7 o'clock, so... Yeah, you so want to move it up to 5, I can So you're not coming? It. Is that what you're telling Probably me, Jacob? Okay, oh, thanks. Jacob just RSVP'd. RSVP. No. Live <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know I'll, I will say at least I got an RSVP from you because there's... What time do we have to be there? I still have an RSVP to me looking at you, Damon. What time does it start? Uh, the Cardinal crew uh, still waiting on you guys. <laughs> Haven't heard anything from you yet, so thanks for that because, you know, my wife... It's not like she needs to plan a party, so no worries. It's all good. I did. Okay. Craig, what time does it start? What time does it start? Did we Seven set a time? O'clock. Oh, PDO already have eaten at four. Move Seven it up. O'clock. Move it up two hours and PD and I will be there. <laughs> it's a Friday. It's a work day. So, People yeah. will work that day. Well, I don't want to drive to Gilbert in that traffic at five o'clock. Thank you, Leah. Lisa well, I've eaten the by then, I'll Craig. The what, are the odds, <laughs> what are the odds I'm going to eat by seven o'clock? But also, what are the odds that you're going to eat as soon as you walk in the front door? Well, I'm probably going to have to. And that's yes. only because yeah. of Tara, not because yeah. of you. No, right. I mean, uh, yeah. All right. I'm veering us back on the rails. Okay. Uh, must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks. Enjoy responsibly. You better uh, have Four Peaks. That was great. Um, all right. Well, before we move on from the game to some other topics, I do want to make sure we go over Petey's Keys because oh. a Coyote's overtime loss, it's usually one and a half keys successful. Oh, we might not have them ready. So I'll pull them up myself. Sorry, that's my bad. Um, but PD, your keys. We just say them, yeah. Sure. Slow down. Colorado's speed on the rush is elite. Is the first How did that work out on Melgan's first goal? Not so good. Because you see him blow by the entire Coyotes team. So their speed. But they were able to slow down Nathan McKinnon. For the most part. So I'm going to give that a half. That was a half because they didn't have that many chances. Um, half points? Yeah, half oh, points. Yeah. I can give half point. I can do whatever I want You're to. usually not here You can. Keys. These are your keys. They're not, say, Craig's keys. They're Petey's keys. So shoot. <laughs> shoot. How did that work out? I, 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 that's a hard uh... no. They didn't have a shot until 2.20 on the clock in the second period. They never had another shot. So no. Penalty free. Well, we saw what happened there. Uh, they gave up a goal on the power play goal, and that goal uh, shot by McKinnon was absolutely elite. So this is only this is unusual. They're only getting a half, and they still take the game to overtime. Unreal. They just but they just the other guy that, the, over the odds. The other guy that didn't get the flowers today we haven't talked about much is the goaltender. Yeah, because right? Connor Ingram was was really good again tonight. Yeah, he and was. I think, Especially in that third period, just facing shot after shot after shot. I mean, he was yeah. unreal. When Colorado finally picked it up and played at the pace they're accustomed to playing, and they looked like the Colorado Avalanche that we are familiar with, with the skill and the speed, Connor Ingram was there to shut the gate. And I thought he played another very, very, very good game. And their goaltending this season has been high end, no matter who's in there, whether it's Prozvatov or if it's Ingram or Vanelka. It doesn't matter. They're all playing very well. Yep. It's, it's absolutely wild. Um, was there anything else from this game? Specifically, that we didn't talk about. No, no, okay, there's Cra- not. Craig's ready. <laughs> Craig's I'm, ready, I'm to, ready to move By on. By the way, I love Joel says this every show, and I just want to acknowledge it. PD's keys to ignore for the tank. Um, it, it is true. <laughs> there so we go. I yeah. appreciate that. You want me to cue this one up, or are we moving on to something else? Oh, are we going? I want to wait one second okay. for that one. Go um, we'll go in re- reverse order. Okay. Okay. 
I want to de- I want to debut this now. Okay. Because it's really fun. Um, and the last few shows, we've we've ignored the standings fully. We've thrown it out the window and said HK. But we're not going to ignore the standings tonight. And it's because we have a new segment uh-huh. to debut. And I'm glad that Jacob is here. I wanted yes. to do it while he was here because this is the masterful work of Jacob Franklin. Um, but without further ado, let's debut PHNX's The Upside Down Standings. <laughs> So uh, we got, <laughs> this is the upside down standings, Columbus 1, San Jose 2, Chicago 3, Anaheim 4, Arizona 5. For and now. For now. They might slip off this page, um, but that's the upside down standings. So we'll be checking in on the bottom of the standings. However, the Coyotes need to stick in that 5 or we're going to be in trouble here. We may have some more upside down content planned down yes. the road we'll see yes we'll see. absolutely that, that is a jacob's that availability is a... <laughs> because you know he's got other responsibilities these days but just that i yeah that, that, was, awesome. that was awesome um that was if impressive you're, if you're listening on audio go over to phx sports on youtube and watch that if you kind of heard the stranger things theme just picture the standings literally flipping upside down um that's what that was so as we look at where the Coyotes could possibly go, we've been talking about, you know, the, the four through eight range. Maybe we start have to start thinking about up to nine. Um, but Corey Pronman did just put out his his newest list um, of prospect it's rankings. Very interesting. Yes, um, very. There's been a lot of movement. Obviously, Bedard and Fantilli are still one and two, but he's a uh, or no. No, they're not. They're not. Bedard is obviously number one. Matvey Mitchkov is number Ooh. two. Where's Corey Pronman's yeah. rankings. Three, Adam Fantilli. Four, Leo Carlson. Five, Nate Danielson. Ooh. Six, William Smith, we all know. Yeah. <laughs> and then seven, David Reinbacher. A, defense, a defenseman. From Austria. Um... Eight Daniel, I don't know how to say that. Daniel Boot, yeah. Boot, Daniel, Daniel Boot, and then nine Colby Barlow. I'm only gonna read the top nine because that's just the names we need to know. But very interesting shakeup. Um, this is on the Athletics website. Definitely go check it out because he gives detailed, detailed reasonings for his rankings. Um, and obviously Corey Promen, friend of the show. Yeah, he, he's out there. He does his research. He knows, you know almost better than anyone um, on the journalism side in this one. But it was a very interesting list. Yeah, and I caught up with him today just to ask about it a little bit. Reinbacher, for instance, when Corey does these rankings, and, and, and I've, I've said this a million times and I'm going to keep saying it because there are a lot of pretenders out there who will tell you that they're prospect analysts. Oh, they, here's, here's my rankings. Here's what I think. Quite frankly, I don't care what you think because you're not at the games watching the games. You're not talking to the scouts. You're not talking to the executives. Your opinion doesn't matter because it's not informed enough. Corey Pronman is incredibly informed and he, like Leah just said, is up to the date informed. This is one of his strengths. I worked with him for a couple of years at The Athletic. He is in touch with so many scouts, so many executives. He goes to so many games. He listens to what they say about the players. He listens to what they say about how to watch the players. He is really dialed into this. So when he rejiggers his whole 
top 10, you know it's for a reason. He's been talking to people. If Corey Promen is rejiggering his top 10, that means scouts are rejiggering their top 10. So this top 10 is fascinating to me as a result because things have shifted around quite a bit. Yeah, we talk about Matvey Michkov and, and what that means coming from Russia. We keep talk, comparing it to Kirill Kaprizov, where it's a player that played with men in the KHL, and he's not coming. Like, he's not going to be here next year, and he's not going to be here the year after or the year after. So he's a guy you wait for, and that might actually be perfect for the Coyotes. So we thought he might slip through because of that and maybe slip down to four, five, six, but doesn't look like it now. Corey's comparable on him is Nikita Kucherov, um, which, yes, please. Heard of him? Would take that. Um, but there are two Russians on this list. And it's, I mean, it's a story that I'm certain a lot of outlets are going to write. Do you take the risk? Do you take the risk with the situation over there? What do you think? I mean, it's not just, okay, you got to wait a few years for a Russian player. And that's always dicey. They can make money in the K. Do they want to come? It's a really bad international political situation right now. We don't like Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin doesn't like us. I'm not sure. I don't know. But will he let these players leave? The play, uh, the team that Mishkov plays for right now is very pro-Putin. So will they want very him to go? How is this all going to shake out? GMs are so nervous about this situation. They just don't know. You don't have enough information to make your decision. So do you, like if you're the Coyotes and you're sitting sixth or seventh, and Mishkov's still there, do you take him knowing we've got a franchise player on the board or do you fear you'll never see that franchise player and you've wasted the pick that you worked so hard to get in spite of what the coach and players did? Somehow, if the Coyotes took him, it would be wasted. But if anybody else did, <laughs> yeah, be fine. Doesn't it? it feels that way. <sighs> it's a crazy, crazy situation. It's going to be a fascinating story to write. And I don't know, like even from a, from a national writer's perspective, aside from talking to GMs and execs here, how do you get a sense of the the climate over there and what might be allowed? I mean, you can talk to officials with KHL teams, but they don't know. They don't know what the political decision is going to be. So it's a really tough thing to manage. You simply can't get the, the level of information that you want to get when making a pick that high. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting situation to follow. And as Corey Promen, you know, continues to update his draft board and Chris Peters and Bob McKenzie and Craig Button, we're going to do what we did last year and talk to all those guys yes. on our shows um, after the Coyote season ends. So definitely stay logged in. There's a ton of draft preview content coming your way um, as soon as the offseason hits. So looking forward to that. But Craig, <laughs> if you've ever read one of Craig's um, mailbags, you might realize by now that his intro is usually something unrelated that he wants to go on a rant about. <laughs> um, whatever it may be. Or not even a rant. Sometimes it's just thoughts. Um, so I'm going to allow Craig the floor for a second to have one of those moments. Sure. <laughs> we don't know what GMs are going to do, but I know what we won't be doing tomorrow in Arizona. We won't be changing our clocks because daylight saving is stupid. There's no reason for it. I've heard so many arguments in favor of daylight saving. Oh, what will we do in relation to the rest of the world? Well, let me tell you, folks, less than 40% of the world actually observes daylight saving. Less, less than 40% of the world's nations observe daylight saving. So that's not, good, not a good argument. We've heard some of the myths about it. Oh, it was done for agriculture. Actually, it was instituted much earlier than that. It was about energy saving when it came the first time. 
And, and actually, the first country to institute it, you want to know who that was? It was Germany during World War I so they could produce more weapons. They could be more productive. So do we want to keep that tradition going? Is that really we, what we want to keep going? Is there any point to daylight saving at all right now? Does anyone care anymore whether we're flipping forward or flipping back? It just creates confusion. There are people who believe that it, there's less crime or – you, you're actually healthier. What? There's no actual research that proves that. It's all just garbage thrown out there. There's no benefit to daylight saving. It just causes confusion. It already passed the Senate once, but the House, as the House does, because, you know, the House is what it is, it, it lost steam there. But even the EU back in 2019 decided we need to get rid of this. It's dumb. And it's sort of stalled there because, well, you know, like our house, Brexit happened. You know, you get some morons involved and it. it tends to stall the process. But not even Europe wants daylight saving anymore. Can we just get together and get rid of this antiquated and in initially stupid idea? Let's get rid of daylight saving. In the meantime, props to you, Arizona. You're leading the nation. We just want to be in the Pacific time zone so we can There's have every game not be at 830. Um, we loved this four o'clock start. Craig and I said, can they all be at four? Um, that's the main reason. But yeah. for more rants like this, become a diehard at slash diehard. Yeah, Craig's mailbags are amazing, um, but also is producing weekly diehard content only every week, um, as well as all of the free and unlocked content on the website. So become a diehard. It gets you access to our Discord, 20% off merchandise, including the amazing new Suns shirts um, in the locker, phnxlocker.com, and... 20% off events, including one we have coming up very soon, uh, the PHNX Tea Party, the second ever PHNX Tea Party at Dobson Ranch. The tickets are on sale now. Join us Friday, March 24th for a night of golf, food, drinks, contest prizes, and more. Hang out with the PHNX crew, fellow Suns fans, diehards. We watch the Suns battle in the final stretch of the season as they take on the Sacramento Kings. So check the link in the Discord to... Or sorry, check the link in the show notes to reserve your spot today. And diehards, check Discord for your exclusive discount links. If you're looking for a reason to become a diehard, getting a discount on this event is a very good reason. And the tea party last time we had a blast. Um, it was great. We met a couple of the Coyotes listeners there as well. It's not just the Suns watch party, but you don't have to even watch the game. We had a great time catching up with everybody. Um, so hope to see you there. And uh, if you're looking for a place to stop for food, maybe on the way, although there is um, delicious food at the tea party. May I recommend to you Illegal Pete's? Um, I need to go back. I'm kind of having withdrawals. It's been about two weeks since I've been to Illegal Pete's. Two weeks since I didn't get my queso. I need the queso back in my life. And with March coming up, Selection Sundays tomorrow, March Madness is around the corner, and nothing cures the My Bracket is Busted in the first round like fresh limes, tequila, lots of tequila, and sweet agave. So try out an Illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margarita, and you can stop by for happy hour 3 to 6 p.m. every day. All right. I want to do a quick check-in on the Tucson Roadrunners um, because they came back from a 3-0 deficit to tie the game 3-3. Unfortunately, Milwaukee's now up 4-3. There's still 30 seconds remaining. So unless mm. a miracle happens... It is what it is. But Michael Carcone did officially. Did the deed. He finally did it after a quiet uh, couple games for him. But he finally passed. Passed, right? Set yeah, the franchise set record the, in points. Yes. For the Tucson Road Runners. And so 
We're going to have Michael Carcone on the show on Monday. I think at 1 o'clock, maybe 12.45 if if he finishes up a little just early. Be ready, just be that, ready in that time frame. Really yep. looking forward to um, catching up with him and talking a little Tucson because they're right in the midst of a important playoff race. And it's fun to kind of have your you know, finger on the pulse of some competitive hockey in Arizona. Yeah, and people have asked, are, are they going to recall Michael Carcone? Well, maybe, but... It's really important to them that the, the Roadrunners make the playoffs, and they are in a battle. There are four teams in the battle for the final two spots in the Pacific Division. It's anything but assured. They really need his offense in that lineup. They saw what happened when he came up here the last time. They really struggled to score goals. So it would not surprise me if they don't recall him because, again, it's important to this management group and this development staff that those players are playing in meaningful games in the spring and not packing it up after the regular season. I thought Petey was going to chime in, so no, I, you, I, 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 fell, I fell asleep about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I, we gotta, I don't know if I've said anything in the last 20 minutes, but but no, I'm looking forward to. So is that in studio? Is that a live? No, he's going to he's going to call in. They they have their practice. Oh, go gotcha. Day, but I'm told that'll have. I'm a nice excited. Backdrop. So I'm excited. He he's been a good guest. He's been a friend of the program and that team. We need to do a check in because we are going to follow them through their playoff run because we know the Coyotes will not be having one. So it'll be fun to follow them. Can you imagine if the Coyotes did? I'm just kidding. Uh, that can't happen. But yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and congrats to Michael Carcone. And yeah, it's we'll, a cool, yeah, cool it's thing. It's a very like very cool the, thing. Well, not maybe not for the rest of your life, but for a while, for a especially while. if he's. You know, if he stays down there for the rest of the season, he could really put a, a sizable lead. Yeah, on. and then we'll be saying his name as somebody comes yeah. close to passing him, hopefully yep. down the line, because hopefully the record does get broken, because that just means the Coyotes have some great prospects in the pipeline. Um, well, we should take a look at the Coyotes' upcoming schedule. Um, if <laughs> home, home, home. Oh, way. did you home, know the Coyotes home, play home, tomorrow? Home. Wow, so they're going to go like seven. They're going to win their next four games because yeah, they're all at mullet. Freaking mullet. Mullet. <sighs> mullet magic. It's back. I, by the way, I thought, oh, they can't win tonight because they're on the road. Like, no mullet magic in Colorado. Came close. Somehow they carried that energy over into Colorado. And Minnesota comes in tomorrow without Kirill Kaprizov, who is injured. So just yeah. but, but just just to keep it in perspective, Minnesota has not lost a game in their last 10. They're 0 8 Oh, and two. They have not lost in regulation in ten, well, which means tomorrow, yeah, take the coyotes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, take the coyotes tomorrow. Looks like a four and a week. Yep. God, and, but Calgary, like Calgary, needs to win a hockey game. Like yes, you look at where do. Calgary's at in the standings; they're four points out of the last spot. They played one more game than Winnipeg. Uh, Edmonton's getting too far away from. Like they need to win. And, and the only team I can see them catching right now is Winnipeg because Edmonton's nine points ahead of them. Calgary needs to win. And if that team doesn't make the playoff, I'm sorry, Brad, they might have to make a change up there. I, I worry about our, our good friend of the program, Brad, for living. But Calgary mm-hmm. needs to win. But you said the same thing about New Jersey, who's who's a team looking for home ice. They lose. Colorado. Colorado's in third place in the Pacific. They need to win. Like What, what, what is going on with these teams? I know. I don't know. I do not know. Um, Well, this is normally the part of the show where I throw it to the punch card. We can all blame Sean for this one because he is in Las Vegas um, and I asked him for the punch card and he was unable to give it to me. So we don't have the punch card, but to make it up to everyone, (laughs) I have a surprise Um, and it is 
Bradley yes. Franklin making her PHNX <laughs> debut. Oh, it's baby cam. Baby. <laughs> it's Little Phoenix onesie. Yay! Making oh, her tired. Oh, yeah, us yeah. too. We have that effect too. on our viewers too. They get bored quickly. <laughs> Hadley <laughs> Franklin making her PHNX <laughs> debut. Jacob's baby, everybody, and okay. Sydney's here yep. too. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful awesome. baby. So that's that's the consolation for no punch card. Way I think it was well consolation. worth it. Wow. The little one, the little Phoenix onesie is so cute. We might need to make Baby Cam a part, a segment of the show. We should, especially when things get dire and we need a little smile. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. I loved that. Um, Well, when she grows up in a little, in a couple years, Jacob, I think you can take her to Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Uh, Well, you know, when she's old enough to do all that stuff, but sounds like a great dad daughter activity if i do say so myself Jacob. yeah i'll kick her butt though yeah i know i yeah. no no pity <laughs> no pity you can't let them just think that they can just walk in and win yeah, everything you know right. you got to yeah. make sure that they understand yeah. that life doesn't always just hand you wins. exactly <laughs> exactly um so if you're looking for some fun this spring um go check out octane raceway and mavericks they have cart cart racing virtual reality laser tag axe throwing bowling arcade great food and drinks they've got it all so bring your tra- spring training a ticket stub if you go to any spring training game bring that and get a free ten dollar game card so two for one you can just make it a whole day of fun activities check out octanereaceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more all right you guys i got one more thing leah Okay. Yeah, I, I just want to say it's a stat that came up during the show today. We, we know that this team has not lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the calendar year of 2022. So we've already talked about that enough. They've beaten the Toronto in, Maple in Leafs, the by the way, that's <laughs> four <laughs> times. Yeah, they, they, they don't lose to Toronto. They also don't lose to the Colorado Avalanche. They've, they've swept the series. They beat them two times already this year. They have the best winning percentage of any team in the Western Conference against the Colorado Avalanche over the last two seasons and i'll say that again that is the arizona coyotes have the best winning percentage in the western conference over the colorado avalanche who by the way won the stanley cup so rudo aj just wanted to throw that out to you okay this team this team i just have to put it out there one more time because i'm going to try and do it once a show this is for the hockey gods okay? okay the coyotes have worked hard and played yes, well. And a lot of adversity has been thrown their way, okay? Hockey gods, please reward them for this effort with a top three draft pick in 2023. Please and thank you. There it is. And as I and said the back to- a few weeks ago, please pray. <laughs> and the back-to-back versus Colorado is coming up though. at the end of the month. Home and away, back-to-back. Well, it's not back-to-back days. It's two days apart. But they play Colorado twice at the end of this month. Let's see if they can make it four. Come on, Colorado, get your revenge, please, please. All right. Well, everybody here in the chat, we appreciate you. Hit the like button on this video. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. The Suns crew will be live after the Suns game, breaking down that one. So stay locked in. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. And we'll be right back here tomorrow night after the Arizona Coyotes take on the Minnesota Wild, hopefully with the Clayton Keller bobblehead, which we will, I'm sure, do a whole segment evaluating the bobblehead um, and Definitely. rating it against previous bobbleheads because that sounds like a lot of fun um, and something I really want to do. So we'll be doing that. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill, at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow Jacob at Jacob, Jacob underscore Franklin 4. 
Nailed it. And you can follow the show at PHNX underscore coyotes. Again, thank you all so much for watching. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until tomorrow, enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Don't forget to not turn back your clocks. True. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.